0: Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into long-term thinking for a short-sighted world, a compelling exploration of the tendency for modern society to focus on immediate gratification at the expense of our future. Published in 2012 and authored by Jim Brum, an experienced writer and editor with over 25 years in the field, The book diagnoses the short sightedness that underlies many of today's pressing issues. From the peril of climate change to our unsustainable consumer habits and the dwindling supply of vital resources like oil, this book serves as an urgent call for a paradigm shift in our collective mindset. We live in an era marked by complex challenges that require a far reaching vision, yet, we are often beholden to the demands of the moment. Long term thinking for a short sighted world offers not just a critique but also a path forward encouraging readers to consider the enduring impact of our choices this book is a beacon for environmentalists concerned citizens seeking to comprehend the breadth of societal problems and proactive readers who aspire to contribute positively to the planet's future by sharing the wisdom of jim brum known for his diverse expertise and his life dedicated to thoughtful communication and environmental restoration. This episode promises to arm you with the perspective needed to make decisions that extend beyond the immediate horizon and to embrace a more sustainable, forward-looking approach to life. Join us to unlock the strategies that will help secure a better tomorrow by broadening the scope of our concerns today. Long-term thinking for a short-sighted world, restoring happiness, balance, and sanity to our lives and our planet. Introduction. Hone your vision. The value of expanding our perspective beyond the present. Imagine navigating the world with blurred vision, unable to perceive the consequences of your actions beyond a few feet. This metaphorical myopia isn't just a physical limitation. It starkly represents our mental approach to planning and decision-making. In a world that's increasingly focused on instant gratification, the long-term implications of our choices are often ignored or misunderstood. What we urgently need is a mental pair of spectacles to correct this myopic mindset and bring the distant future into clearer focus. It's evident in the way we exploit our planet's resources and erode the fabric of local communities, all in pursuit of short-lived profits. Our current trajectory is unsustainable, inviting us to embrace a broader, more long view approach to stewarding our world. As you delve into this narrative, you'll come to understand the ingrained nature of human short sightedness and our collective struggle to perceive time beyond our immediate horizon. You'll encounter vivid examples of how narrow mindedness could potentially spell disaster for humanity. Yet, despite the risks, there is a spark of hope. A chance for us to rewrite the story and forge a legacy of sustainability and foresight. Prepare to learn about the unexpected airdrops of felines in Borneo, the relentless barrage of text messages inundating teenagers daily, and the mind boggling rate at which McDonald's dispenses burgers each minute. Each of these highlights a facet of our short term thinking and underpins the urgent need to shift our vision toward the distant future. Part 1 Looking back, only to repeat human nature's tendency for short term solutions. The story of humanity is one of remarkable ingenuity, crafting precise answers to the urgent questions raised by life's challenges. Yet, alongside our history of smart, targeted problem solving, lies a pattern that speaks volumes of our innate lack of foresight. This tendency toward short sightedness is not a new tale it's been woven into the very fabric of our existence. There was a time when such an immediate focus was a boon, sharpening the senses of our ancestors who hunted and gathered, always alert, always alive to the dangers and opportunities each new day presented. In a demanding world, the threat was tangible and present. To survive then, one needed to be consumed by the now. Transition through the ages, and we find that even groundbreaking feats like the advent of agriculture, which promised sustainability and improved life quality, couldn't shake our inherently myopic disposition. History whispers these truths through the silent ruins and tales of communities long gone, like the people of Easter Island. Their civilization is a poignant reminder of the cost of environmental neglect, a lesson on the dire consequences of overexploitation. Their once thriving home stands barren, a testament to the perilous decision to fell every tree, a move driven by the need for fuel and transport for their Grand Moai statues. The denuded landscape, stripped of its protective arboreal shield, is cited as the pivotal factor leading to the society's collapse. This age old narrative of immediate solutions and deferred consequences reemerges in the mid 20th century, this time, On the Isle of Borneo. The World Health Organization, in its fight against malaria, blanketed the area with DDT, a pesticide potent enough to decimate the mosquito population, and with it, the threat of the disease. Triumph, however, quickly soured into tragedy. The ecological chain reaction that ensued was catastrophic. Poisoned insects led to the demise of geckos, which led to the death of cats, and ultimately to a surge in rat populations, carriers of deadly diseases. This once again underscores our chronic short-sightedness, as it forced an unusual intervention, airdropping wave after wave of cats into Borneo to mitigate the unforeseen crisis. Like a refrain echoing through centuries, These stories underscore the persistent myopia that haunts humanity, the habit of seeking quick fixes without pausing to ponder what stories the future might tell of us. Part 2. The Clocks Dictate. How Our Schedule Obsession dims the Future. In a world that glorifies speed and efficiency, it seems paradoxical that we grapple with considering the far-reaching impacts of our conduct. This paradox stems from a fundamental human limitation. Our brains are ill equipped to grasp the concept of deep time, those vast and unfathomable epochs stretching millions or even billions of years into the past or future. Ponder, for instance, the age old statement that the Earth is 4.6 billion years old. Despite reading such staggering figures, our minds can't quite wrap around the enormity of such spans. We are temporal beings, with lifespans that barely flicker against the cosmic timeline, so our understanding of time is inevitably bounded by the roughly 80-year expectancy we may hope to enjoy. Yet, while deep time eludes us, we've become masters of the immediate, slaves to the ticking clock. Each day is a procession of punctuated moments, from the insistent beep of the morning alarm to the neatly carved-out blocks of our professional and personal schedules. In the rapid pace of modern life, we're constantly hustling, wedged into the crevices of mere minutes to transition between demands. The expectation of instantaneity has seeped into communication too. The constant barrage of text messages and emails calls for our reflexive attention, reinforcing a world ruled by immediacy. To illustrate, in the closing months of 2008, An average teenager in the United States juggled with a staggering 2,272 text messages each month, effectively receiving a notification every 20 minutes, day in, day out. This frenzied adherence to the clock has profound implications for our lives and decisions. Under the pressure to act hastily, to churn out rapid responses, the depth and quality of our considerations may wane instead of pursuing lasting and meaningful outcomes, we're drawn to quick fixes, popping a pill to silence a symptom rather than committing to the slower, more enduring solutions like changing our diets or establishing exercise habits. Thus we forge a path where immediate relief is king, though this often leads to a recurring cycle of ailments, each resurfacing more stubbornly than the last. Our pursuit of promptness, it turns out, may be eroding our capacity for sustained health and well-being. Part 3. The Automobile. A Drive Towards Unintended Outcomes. Take a moment to consider the daily sights and sounds of bustling roads, the endless shimmer of cars gliding by. It's a vivid example of just how much our short-sightedness shapes our world. The car, omnipresent in modern life, stands as a potent symbol of our penchant for prioritizing the immediate, over the eventual. In the waning years of the 19th century, the advent of the automobile sparked a revolution. Its allure wasn't just in the remarkable mobility it offered. It was a dazzling emblem of status, a marker of progress. But the long view, the environmental imprint, the societal ripple effects, was obscured, lying beyond the horizon of consideration. By 2012, the United States hosted around 270 million cars, a staggering figure that illustrates the extent to which our world has been reshaped around the automobile. Cities and towns, etched and carved to accommodate the flow of motorized traffic, are a concrete testament to an auto-centric vision. This transformation has seen vast stretches of fertile earth supplanted by asphalt, roads and highways sprawling over what was once natural land. Perhaps even more profound is the geopolitical turmoil spurred on by the automobile's lifeblood. Oil. Conflicts have ignited. Lives have been lost, all entangled with the pursuit of this black gold. Perhaps more troubling than the geopolitical strife and environmental impact is the social dynamic fostered by this vehicular age. Within the confines of their cars, individuals navigate the world insulated in their personal spheres. Cut off from communal interaction. Such separation sows seeds of anonymity and detachment, from which sprouts the violent bloom of road rage. Insulated by steel, drivers will lash out in ways they never would in person, shouting obscenities and gesturing wildly, actions inconceivable in a more intimate face to face setting. While traffic casualties and the grim statistics of lives lost in accidents, present a stark human toll. The subtler decay of community fabric may be a quieter yet profound consequence. The elevation of the automobile has, in some senses, undermined the foundations of neighborliness, giving shape to a world where convenience often trumps connection. Part 4. Champion the corner store, the long-term value of supporting local businesses. Tucked away in the bustling neighborhoods, there's a different kind of magic at work, far removed from the impersonal hum of vehicular traffic. It's the charm of local small businesses. These community keystones offer more than goods and services. They foster a sense of belonging and weave a social fabric that enriches the community for the long haul. Small businesses are in it for the long game. They're not transient entities, but pillars that aspire for longevity, seeded in the hope that they will bloom and thrive within the community they serve. And they're motivated to strive for quality and customer satisfaction in ways that far exceed the efforts of retail chains, as their survival is intimately tied to the community's embrace. Money spent at a local shop has a unique way of circulating within the neighborhood. Consider this. Of each dollar spent, local businesses recirculate 55 cents within the community a stark contrast to the mere 15 cents that the average retail chain contributes. This economic vitality bolsters the local marketplace, lessening reliance on sprawling supply chains that weigh heavily on environmental wellness. However, despite their undeniable importance, local businesses are increasingly overshadowed by the commercial colossi that loom over the retail landscape. Corporations like Walmart and Target which are eroding diversity in community marketplaces. By 2012, these heavyweights commanded an astonishing 30% of all retail spending. Where quirky, varied small businesses once stood, now rise the monolithic structures of uniform superstores. The loss of local businesses isn't only an economic blow, it's a social vacuum. No longer can residents amble over to a nearby shop, chat with familiar faces, and walk back home with the day's needs. Instead, they find themselves obligated to climb into their cars, to voyage to the nearest mall, contributing to the web of issues already highlighted by our car-centric lives. What is the antidote to the encroachment of these corporate retail giants? It lies in the power of choice, the decision to support and buy from the local businesses in your area opt for the neighborhood's produce, frequent the family-owned diner, and rally your community behind the businesses that form its backbone. Through such conscious actions, not only do we contribute to the immediate economy, but we also lay forth the foundation for a robust and resilient community for generations to come. Part 5. Swipe now, stress later. The debt crisis fueled by instant gratification. In a society that tempts with now and worries about later, debt has become an all-too-common companion for many. Climbing out of the financial hole is a daunting task, a stress-inducing journey often paved by earlier decisions driven by short-term thinking. Credit cards, with their promise of instant purchasing power, exemplify this dilemma. By 2008, The average cardholder in the United States navigated the financial seas with an armada of 3.5 credit cards. A mere two years later, over 609 million credit cards were active in the country. The appeal of credit is simple and seductive. Seize what you desire today and let tomorrow deal with the expense. Our economic landscape not only tolerates but actively promotes this immediate consumption. Credit cards and the debts they spawn are instruments of economic activation, mechanisms to keep the monetary wheels spinning. The broader cost, individuals shackled by debt, is obscured by the glow of immediate transactional gains. But this encouragement to spend beyond means has spiraled into an epidemic. By 2016, the national debt had soared to an astronomical $3.4 trillion. While rampant consumerism may superficially stimulate economic vitality, the truth remains that there is a lurking precipice, a point where the accumulation of debt will overwhelm the system's capacity to sustain it. The solution then must begin with a personal revolution. It requires a recalibration of values towards those assets of enduring worth. The joy of relationships, the warmth of camaraderie, the fulfillment of civic participation. The well being of body and mind. In shifting focus from the material to the meaningful, individuals can forge a path toward long lasting contentment, sidestepping the snares of indebtedness and nurturing a healthier, more resilient economy. Part 6 Reap What We Sow The Imperative Shift Back to Small Scale Agriculture Ask a child about the origins of food, and the response a charming yet telling the supermarket echoes the severed ties between modern consumers and the sources of their sustenance. Time was, when the journey of food from earth to table was intimate and understood, every ingredient acknowledged, every meal crafted by hands familiar with culinary alchemy. Now, the process is reduced to a transaction, a trade of currency for convenience, with nary a thought for the machinations that churn out those neatly packaged, ready-to-eat products. The ability of fast-food juggernauts like McDonald's to serve up 75 burgers, a second isn't just impressive, it's symptomatic of massive, corporate-run food productions indifferent to the long-term health of our planet and its inhabitants. In pursuit of efficiency, uniformity, and affordability, traditional farming gave way to a monoculture and industrialized system. This transformation occurred despite the sobering statistic that from 1950 to 2003, the United States saw a 60% plunge in the population of independent farms. It's a system optimized for today's profits, with scarce thought spared for tomorrow's repercussions. The factory farm's answer to efficiency, a cramped and inhumane cohabitation for livestock, begets an unpleasant byproduct vast mountains of waste that leak their way into waters and ecosystems, resulting in devastation. To produce healthful food, there is a need for a sustainable bond with the earth. That means pivoting back to methodologies that cradle the land, marking a return to small farming practices, those that treat manure not as a toxic excess but as a natural fertilizer, and you, as an individual, can be a part of this groundswell of change. Opt for the fruits of small-scale agriculture. Let the farmer's markets be your pantry. This is a choice that sows the seeds for a greener future. A future where food is not only a product, but also a precious link to our earthly roots. Part 7. Powering Progress. The quest for renewable energy solutions. As we delve deeper into the unsustainable practices that shape our world, we cannot overlook the energy sector's grave reliance on fossil fuels. Like the food industry's oversized footprint, our energy consumption patterns rely heavily on a trio of diminishing assets— coal, oil, and natural gas. The grim reality that these resources won't last forever casts a shadow on every facet of modern life— transport, heating, production, and even the very food we eat. Daily, as our energy thirst grows, The reserves shrink. Experts warn that at our present rate of consumption, a mere 40 years stand between us and emptied oil reserves. It beckons the question why isn't the pursuit of alternative energy occupying the center stage in our planning? The answer lies in our all too familiar short sighted nature. War is waged, land is scarred, and methods like fracking perpetuate environmental harm all in the relentless pursuit of oil. A shift in outlook toward long-term viability makes it clear that we must cultivate new sources of power generation. Nuclear energy looms as a possible substitute, boasting immense energy potential. However, it carries its own set of dangers, risks of catastrophe, and the enduring toxicity of nuclear waste. In the quest for new energy solutions, solar energy shines with promise. It offers a stream of power that is both clean and inexhaustible, a bounty from the sun itself. Consider this a modest canvas of five square miles per state, decked with solar panels and woven into a nationwide grid, could fuel the United States in its entirety. The initial investment, estimated at around $6 trillion, may seem vast, yet it mirrors the expenditures we'd face in just eight years of oil consumption should prices hover at $100 per barrel. The pivot to solar and other renewable sources isn't a matter of choice, but one of necessity. Embracing such an energy paradigm promises a horizon where both our planet and its people can thrive, powered by the enduring benign light of our closest star. Part eight, turning the tide, embracing our duty for the earth's longevity. Across these narratives, a common thread has emerged. Our present-day challenges are deeply rooted in historical short-sightedness, a pattern that seeks immediate gains at the expense of long-term stability. It begs a pivotal question. How do we, as individuals and as a society, cultivate a mindset that looks beyond the now toward the far horizon? The answer begins with attuning ourselves to the lessons of the natural world around us. Nature illustrates with unrivaled clarity that the notion of endless expansion is a fallacy. Through the rhythmic ebb and flow of life, the cadence of days and seasons, the perpetual cycles of growth, decay and rebirth, nature conveys a message of balance, of limits, within which life flourishes. As an intrinsic component of the natural order, we humans are not exempt from these planetary principles. The boundaries are clear. Sustainable consumption must align with what we can produce reliably, and reliance on finite resources must evolve into renewable alternatives. Beyond simply observing these natural laws, we must also awaken to our collective capacity for change. Despite the oft-presented bleak outlooks, there is hope. Stories of sustainable living and environmental conservation are unfolding globally, though they may not always capture headlines with the fervor they deserve. Places like Connecticut's terra firma farm offer living, breathing examples where the seeds of sustainability are nurtured in the minds of tomorrow's caretakers. The imperative for action is vital. We cannot passively await political saviors, for their horizons are typically bounded by election cycles. Major strides in stewardship will begin with collaboration, with community-driven efforts that galvanize a culture of care. Our connection to this planet is irrefutable, and its health is undeniably intertwined with our own well-being. The power we wield is significant. We hold the potential to shape the Earth's destiny. By harnessing this influence with wisdom and foresight, we can aspire to be guardians of a world that will continue to sustain and nurture life for generations to come. The future of our planet is a collective responsibility. Let us rise to fulfill it. Final summary. At the heart of this enlightening journey lies a clarion call, a plea for recognition of how our entrenched short-sightedness has laid a precarious path for ourselves and our planet. The message is unequivocal. It's time to elevate our gaze from the immediacy of now to the vast potential of the future let's harness our collective capacity for innovation, reflection, and stewardship to implement solutions that nurture the world for the countless tomorrows ahead. Our legacy, and indeed the fate of generations to come, depends on our willingness to think long term, to balance our present desires with a vision that reaches beyond the horizon, ensuring a thriving planet for those who will inherit it from us.